Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 831. Not badly, I said, moving my back gingerly. A few bruises, perhaps. Do you have anything to put on them? I shook my head. Benthi stepped forward and took hold of my arm. I have things at my house. We will leave these two to discuss the Lathani. Someone should tend to your hurts. She held my arm with her left hand, making her statement curiously empty of any emotional content. Of course, Shaheen said after a moment, and Tempe gestured a hasty agreement. But Penthi was already leading me firmly down the hill. We walked for a quarter mile or so, Penthi holding my arm lightly. Eventually, she spoke in her lightly accented Aturin. Are you bruised badly enough to need a salve? she asked. Not really. I thought not, she said. But after I have lost a fight, I rarely wish to have people tell me how I lost it. She flashed me a small, secret smile. I smiled back. We continued to walk, and Penthi kept hold of my arm, subtly guiding us through a grove of trees, then up a steep path carved through a small bluff. Eventually, we came to a secluded dell that had a carpet of wild papaver flower blossoming among the grass. Their loose, blood-red petals were almost exactly the same color as Penthi's mercenary reds. Vasha told me barbarians have strange rituals with your sex, Penthi said. She told me if I wanted to bed you, I should bring you to some flowers. She gestured around. These are the best I could find in this season. She looked up at me expectantly. Ah, I said. I expect Vashet was having a bit of a joke with you. Or perhaps a joke with me. Penthi frowned, and I hurried to continue. But it is true that among the barbarians there are many rituals that lead up to sex. It is somewhat more complicated there. Penthi gestured sullen irritation. I should not be surprised, she said. Everyone tells stories about the barbarians. Some of it is training so I can move well among you. Rye, however... Since I have not been out among them yet, they also, st- they also tell me stories to tease me. What sort of stories, I asked, thinking of what I had heard about the Adem and the Lathani before I had met Tempe. She shrugged, slight embarrassment. It is foolishness. They say all the barbarian men are huge, she gestured far above her head, showing a height of more than seven feet. Naden told me he went to a town where the barbarians eat a soup made of dirt. They say the barbarians never bathe. They say... The end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I have things. I will interrupt you all right now. Okay. The flowers on this page. So Rothfuss just gave us context on how they dye their mercenary reds. They're using the flower. Um, oh, yeah. Possibly. Well, Very it's likely. the exact same color as Penthe's mercenary reds. Mm-hmm. There's your hint right there. That's a correlation also, with other causation, but I'll, I'll allow it. Papaver is not a real flower, but papaver is, and it's a poppy, mm. which is also a red flower that has loose petals. I was wondering if that's a typo or if that's like a uh, an in-universe slight difference. I don't think it's a typo because it hasn't been corrected in any of our versions, but like a red flower with loose petals did make me think of a poppy and it just sort of like it all like clicked together mm. like very neatly. When I Googled it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Anyway. Are poppies uh, ever used to dye clothing in our world? They're not, uh, to my knowledge. Or at mm. least they're not a common dye. Actually, honestly, a lot of red dyes are not floral based. Um, but, you know, it's still cool. It is still cool. <laughs> okay, that was that was the note that I had to make right now. Uh, one of you can have a note. 
Cool. Poppies are used for dye in the real world occasionally. But for red dye? Yeah, well, it says it made, they make a beautiful shade of mauve is what it says here. Mauve mm. is not red. No, it's not. Well, that's what the L is for. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they it's add all, the L so it can be red instead of mauve. It's all coming together. Um, I, I My main note on this page is that uh, Penthe has what the kids today call Riz. Uh, she is smooth as hell. Wait, well, what is Riz? Riz is, uh, we might know it as an older term, like game. Oh, okay. uh, she has, it's short for charisma. It is the ability to uh, attract a mate. I mean, she has game, but she's also like kind of awkward about it, which is kind of sweet. And she's trying to do it in, in quotes, uh, cultural traditions. <laughs> and of course, there's a very funny little gag on this page where she has sort of either Vashit or her have misunderstood or mistranslated what the ritual is because in uh, Kvothe's culture, which is, you know, meant to be normative and meant to be similar to uh, or analogous to Western culture in the real world, uh, you bring flowers to the person you wish to bed. But what has happened is that she has brought Kvothe to some flowers, yeah. which is very funny to me. Yeah, I think that is a misunderstanding on Penthe's part. I think Vashit knows the difference. And maybe Vashit, yes, and as he says, Vashit is having a joke with you, or perhaps with me, which is interesting also to, like, you know, this is another little window into their attitude towards sex, is that she can, like, play a joke on her sexual partner through the new sexual partner he's about to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we love we love to have a metamor, don't we, folks? Um, so Is that when Othello gets into uh, his mech suit? Uh, it, it's it's when he like has knowledge of the game that he shouldn't have but his player does that's that's metamoring she does have riz in her own like context i think that you're right that she starts she starts to lose her game a little bit when she tries to play the game uh in the uh in the Aturin fashion but what i was pointing to moreover is like how smoothly she gets him out of the the conversation and how both Shaheen and Tempe immediately understand what's going on, right? Like, oh, she's trying to get Kloth uh, alone so that she can boink him. We should let that happen. So good wing personing on Shaheen and Tempe's part. Um, but it's also, I think there's a, I don't know. I find this sequence very sweet and and charming. I think that we might gloss over. She flashes him a small secret smile and he smiles back. In the ADEM cultural context, that's a much bigger deal, right? Like you you smile with someone when you are being intimate with them, right? You, you only like show your facial expressions with someone who you're close to. Right. But she's also, you know, the, the foundation of their relationship is that they're like practicing the barbarian ways. And so maybe they are very close and maybe that's part of it. But also she has an out wherein their like relationship is based on, oh, yeah, we can make smiles at each other because that's... Because I'm learning. That's yeah, cool. exactly. But I do think we're meant to take it that, like, you know, they like each other an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And the, the, um, we'll get into this more on uh, the next page, but the misconceptions that the ADEM have about the barbarians, like the things that they're telling Penthe, they are very reminiscent of, like, when you study primary sources from, you know, past times, the way that people thought about people who lived far away from them is very interesting. I was literally just reading um, a our ask historians thread where they were talking about how the, the Muslim people viewed the, the European people during the crusades. And there's a whole passage from a guy who like describes them as like, they are 
tall and so pale that their flesh might as well be blue. And of course, that causes them to have ill humors and they don't have proper religion because they live in a place that's too cold. So they, you know, they, their blood isn't flowing right. So they couldn't understand religion. Uh, and their hair is like, you know, red and lank. And like, there are like glimpses of things that are true, right? Like European people are pale and they do often have red hair, which would be very uncommon in, you know, uh, Egypt or what have you. But it's all, it's bound up in a bunch of other like cultural misunderstandings or or assumptions, and perhaps uh, intentionally othering in order to make them seem alien and easier to kill. Indeed, which is also potentially part of what's going on with the Adam stories about the barbarians. Mm. I think there's kind of two things happening here, where we have these misconceptions from the side of the barbarians about the Adam because the Adam are so closed off with their culture so no real information leaks out and people just have to make these inferences based on what they observe and the other side of it is that the adem have to teach their people to be careful and mistrustful of the barbarians lest their culture leak out or you know lest this thing with quoth happen where barbarians find their way in Mm. i guess what i'm saying is uh i don't think it's entirely benign i don't think it's like intentionally malicious that these these stories make their way about the the barbarians but i do think that there is an act of like semi-intentional cultural othering happening here yeah glad we could uh, come to this agreement indeed we have a brief letter today from manuel who writes on page 798 which is the page where quoth sings to vashet Hello, pagers. I don't think Quoth is only communicating that there is a dark thing inside himself using music, though that is part of it. I think he is also and primarily communicating that the thing inside himself is the music himself. Simon, well. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I don't. And if it sounded like we were suggesting that the only thing he was attempting to communicate about himself was the darkness inside him as though he was, you know, uh, an emo band from 2004. Uh, that is not what I intended, certainly. I think he was trying to communicate his inner life and all its rich complexity. Uh, and I think that would, of necessity, include both his inner torment and the fact that the music is a part of who he is. Although I do like imagining uh, the the sketch where Quoth leads Vashet out to the Enverons and then starts playing I Stand Alone by Godsmack uh, in order to communicate his inner, tom- uh, inner turmoil. What... Uh, What's what song would better communicate anybody's inner turmoil? I, I defy you to find one. Yeah, uh, that'll be the outro music today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do like about that read <laughs> is that it draws a really nice parallel to the nature of naming. Like the name is the thing itself. And so to see Quoth as like a player of music and also music itself is a really interesting uh, take. So good job. Keep them coming. Cool. Uh, and I can't say the segue that naturally sprung to mind. So all I'll say is that we'll see you tomorrow for another page of the wind. Wind. That's gross, Jeremy. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I don't know I what's be. going on. You need to explain this to me off the air. Nope.